Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on Birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where Shields don't read both 7,000 And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, that's really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, a post-game edition at about 12.52 in the morning following the Eagles' embarrassing 23-17 loss to the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football, a game that featured the broadcast booth openly speculating about the future of the general manager and the head coach. I am Bo Wolf, joined by Zach Berman and Marissa Morris, the three of us, the three people who actually care about the listeners. Zach, how are you? Doing well, excited for this podcast. I'm doing better than the Eagles because that was uh, an ugly game. That was an uninspiring performance. Uh, it's a season on one te- side of the ball. Yes, true. Uh, the offense had an opportunity against the defense that is one of the worst in the NFL. You can argue the worst in the NFL. Uh, certainly, their pass defense, their scoring defense, and the Eagles had nine points until the final minute of the fourth quarter. Uh, they no showed, first downs in the first five drives. Yes, they they showed no creativity. There was all this conversation during the week about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts officially played two snaps. Uh, he played one last week, two this week. Uh, and he doubled his and, production. Doubled, yeah, Carson yeah. Wentz, uh, who, if, if you looked at this as a possible get-right game, didn't get right. Uh, I, I, I thought, like, just just was out of sync. Uh, really, the offense He didn't had, get right, but now he might get left. <laughs> uh, the offense had... That was a good one. The offense had had no creativity. I don't want to say Doug Peterson's checked out, but like there's just there's just nothing different uh, with this offense with this team. And on the other side of the ball, I would agree that that they that they played tough and they played inspired. But Darius Slay is on this team to shut down opposing top receivers. He's done that for most of the season. You look, they really haven't had a number one wide receiver have. A hundred yard game against them, and he goes out there and uh, allows DK Metcalf to have the best game of Metcalf's career. So I don't mean to go on a long preamble here, but if I, I think if you're evaluating the Eagles, you feel worse about them right now than you did going into the game. You think so? I don't know. Yes. I mean, how could I? I already had a very low opinion of them. Well, because this is a, as I said, this was a chance for the offense against yeah, so many teams have been stunk moving all year long, and 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 this was their chance yeah, to at least fair. put up points, right? You know, like you're going up against a team that hasn't stopped anyone. That's been. I, I think allowing... you are just like finally reaching the uh, the destination where I have been for a while in terms of expectations for this team. The the first two quarters were. It was pathetic. It was ridiculous. They had pathetic. they had four yards in their first five drives. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. They, their and, introduction of Jalen Hurts was on a second and nine. <laughs> We've got we we have a lot to get to because uh, the coaching, as you said in this game, was uninspired. And I think if I, I'm not going to say that you know these reports that Doug Peterson uh, is like looking to get fired are necessarily true, but I would say that. If he was looking to get fired, it would look a lot like what the Eagles did on offense tonight. 
Uh, so we've got a lot to get to. We'll get to the the non-usage of Jalen Hurts. We'll get to the just completely baffling decision to have Alshon Jeffrey out there over 50% of the snaps, taking snaps away from Travis Fulgham. Mm-hmm. One of the most bizarre things that's happened in this very bizarre season, maybe number one. <laughs> Uh, we will get to Carson Wentz looking bad again. I think we have to talk about the broadcast, not, and, and I want to get your thoughts on watching the game from uh, the booth. We'll talk about the defense. We'll talk about Slay. But I think we need to start with the grouse for this episode, uh, this post-game pod. And the grouse easily is Shilka Padia, who parachutes in to drop a story as the game closes and then just ditches the podcast? Look, what is that? What is that garbanzo beans nonsense? The the temerity. Come on. First off, you know, I, act like you care about the listeners. I thought it was a well done story. You want to pretend I, like I, you're on the beat? Let, what are we doing? I read through it before I jumped on here. I I, I thought Shield did a no, good job. No, nobody and... nobody who listens to the podcast should read that story <laughs> until Shield comes on and, the next podcast. Well, and I hate to break it to you. A lot of people already have. All right, <laughs> because we're looking yeah, that's at a that. bush league move. Uh, and and Shield's got. Uh, a lot of work in front of him, as 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 do we. But he's, wah, wah, he's a wah. national reporter. It's a t- he he worked all day today. He's got a busy Tuesday. He'll be on here Wednesday night giving his thoughts. I'm not so sure about that. Who's to say he's going to deign us or Wednesday you know, worthy of his presence yeah. on Wednesday? You know, we we might be below him again. He's got you know he's he's got the uh, I don't know the Cardinals to write about or some BS. I think he he wants to cede the floor to you. It's more airtime for you. I think he's I think he's a coward. I think he's ducking he's ducking uh, the listeners. You know, the post game pod is where the magic happens. This guy's <laughs> the guy's not committed. He's as he's as committed as the uh, the Eagles are. Okay. Uh, all right, Zach. Let's uh, I guess let's start with the quarterback because we do this every week. But the quarterback was bad. It's mm-hmm. as always hard to disentangle everything from the offensive line and the offensive scheme and, uh, you know, what's going on in his head. But he was bad, very, very bad. 25 of 45 for 215 yards, sacked six times, and those numbers are, like, goosed up by a ridiculous Hail Mary at the end of the game. Um, One interception, you know. And like He's missing open guys. He's Even when he's throwing to the right guy, he's being inaccurate. Uh, It's just, you know, he looks bad. And I thought the Eagles should have benched him. I thought that Jalen Hurts, after their after their fifth straight three and out, I thought they should have handed the keys to Jalen Hurts. If not, what are we doing here? Look, I'll, I'll preface this by saying it's not just him, and and I think that was kind of Doug's point was was that uh, the receivers weren't helping him, the blocking wasn't helping him. But when you're the franchise quarterback in year five, the expectation should be that you that you you raise the level of those around you. It can't just be that you excel when conditions are ideal. And what we're yeah, seeing we, we this year— We talk about this guy like he's like he's a child. Like, yes. It, so, uh, and I asked Doug um, because Doug said that they, they, they couldn't get anything going on offense, so they really didn't have plays to get Hurts the ball early on. And I, I asked him— That's a good question by you. Like, isn't that a reason— to get Hurts on the field, that you had no a rhythm. Right. And Doug said no. How about a little I spark? Said, and I said, why not? And he said, because those mistakes would have happened anyways. <laughs> Which his his point being that it wasn't on the quarterback. That you know, I I I, I need to listen back. Well, then you think, might as well put in the more dynamic athlete. <laughs> yeah, but I think he he mentioned that Jalen Rager um, messed up on a screen and and um, with the uh, with the interception. Uh, Wentz was expecting Goddard to to go one way. Goddard turned the other way. Uh, he was, you know, there there were sacks. But the bottom line is, is that you can't keep making excuses for Carson Wentz to look no. the way he did. Like Carson Wentz needs to raise the level of the play around him, and and it's also week twelve here. Uh, so if he has miscommun, it's not like he has miscommunications with these practice cloud receivers they had last year. Yeah, he if 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 he's on if he's not right. on the same page with Dallas Goddard, like what does that tell you? Right. I have seen enough. I mean, I listen. I like Carson Wentz. I I 
thought very highly of him as a quarterback heading into the season. I like him personally. Mm-hmm. I have seen enough. I do not need to see any more Carson Wentz this season. He, you know, any any hope that he's going to turn things around is going to come from something that happens in the offseason, whether that, that's a new coaching staff or just like, you know, a, a men in black erasure of his memory and he, he you know, he forgets this entire season. But I don't need to see him any more this season. He's he's been awful. He's not going to turn things around. They need to see what Jalen Hurts has. It's I think it's that simple. So what's a more plausible scenario in your mind? And and I I don't want to play conspiracy theorist here, but I I just want to outline uh, two scenarios for you. One being they're tied to Carson. I like Carson. when you play conspiracy theorists. <laughs> One being not like Pete Carroll level yeah. conspiracy. No, 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 no. Only, only but, football. Yeah. Only not. Okay. Yeah. Um, one being they're tied to Carson. They have no option to, get, to move on from Carson, so they they need to have, have have Carson out there for him to get confidence, for him to get this right. Or the other one being that, and this ties into what you were saying about Alshon over Fulgham and and not Insane. playing hurt is is that Doug is just like like this is Doug's way of saying like for lack of a better term, like, uh, uh, whatever decisions you made up up there, I'm not listening to. Like, I'm just I'm just going to do it this way. You know, like, I'm not going to play your second-round pick. I'm, I'm going to play this this veteran receiver. Uh, I think the Alshon thing doesn't fit exactly because they, like, they had been playing Fulgham more. Uh, and it's not like, it's not like Fulgham was some like guy they you know that's like a, a real feather in Howie's cap like you know it was he was a he was a, a waiver wire signing and like really the reason he got promoted is because he looked good in practice i think that's more of a like a a coaching staff evaluation mm-hmm. win than it is a a roster building win yeah but his but, answer to your question was so bad so bad and i asked yeah <laughs> i asked you know Travis Fulgham led the league in receiving for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Since then, he's got like four catches. He doesn't seem to be a big part of the game plan. Why is Al? What have you seen yeah. from Alshon to have him be on the field more? And you know, he he totally dodged it. Uh, he and, you know, he made it seem like Travis is like this this receiver who's still learning, and Alshon deserves to be out there. And like Travis showed through four games, five games that yeah, better stretch than Alshon has ever had. With exactly. The so. Yeah, so 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 you think that first scenario is is more plausible that they they're committed to Carson and they just need to get Carson right. Like, why I, else do you not? Well, have I don't that? think I don't think that they are in lockstep right now. Coaching the front staff, office and the coaching front staff. office. I do not think yeah. so. And because I think why the, else do I, not have Hurts out there just for for ten I, snaps for right? And I think the he's Hertz playing thing, less than he was earlier this year. And to and to have him come in on as you said a second and nine. He throws. They have a false start. He throws one pass, and he comes back out, and then he only is only on the field one other play again. <laughs> they it's the same, for third it's the down, same right? read option handoff yeah. we've seen every single time. Exactly. There's no creativity. I feel like if you if you did want to uh, be a conspiracy theorist about it, you know maybe there is something where where the reports this week that uh, you know maybe Jeffrey Lurie want, wanted to see a little bit more Jalen Hurts. And this is Doug being like, you know, he's yeah, not that's more win what with I this guy. Exactly, I, I, that's possible. Again, like I like I said, if if you if if it was the case that Doug Peterson was being a little bit flippant and not necessarily trying to get fired, but making a statement, mm-hmm. this is what it would look like. Because I'm not suggesting now. You're saying you're done with Carson this season. Like you need to see her personally. Yes. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I, I, I'm not there. I mean, like, I'm like. Give I'm him saying, a, give him a silly uh, IR designation, and if he if 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 Hertz is a disaster in three weeks, he can close the season and play those and play those final NFC. You see, games. but I'm not even there. What I'm just saying is is why not give Hertz like a series, like yeah. from you know you 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 have five this whole build up this week. We're gonna see a little bit. We're gonna see a little bit more yeah. of a Jalen Hurts package. He plays two snaps. He throws one pass. You have all these and, three and it's announced. like, all right, good job, Jalen. You have all these three announcements. Why not put him on the field to, to to start a series? Or after he he throws that ball, why not keep him on the field for third down? Like right. it just doesn't it it, it doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. The way they used him, it it just strikes me as as like, like Doug saying, "This was your pick. I'm the, this was your pick. Uh, I'm not going. You know, like I'm not going to play him." It's like checking a box. Like, okay, okay, yeah, you wanted exactly. you wanted to play with Jalen Hurts on the field and Carson Wentz mm-hmm. off. Here you go. That's it. We yeah. did it once. You know, you're not going to see exactly. it again. Exactly. Exactly. 
It's crazy. Because it doesn't make sense otherwise. It doesn't make sense. And it's like the it's like the uh you know, it's like the rolling out thing. You know, there I think there were two plays tonight where Carson Wentz had a planned mm-hmm. a planned rollout. Doug gets asked about this every single week. Mm-hmm. And just like he gets asked about the Jalen Hurts thing, he's like, Well, yeah. you know, yeah, we could do that. I could, yeah. Oh, you know, I could throw the ball to my best player. You know, Travis mm-hmm. Fulgham has uh, first half without a target for the second straight week. Oh, that's a good idea. Thanks for bringing that up. Like, I'll think about that. It, these thing, it, it, the same stuff keeps happening. It's crazy. Yes, it's uh, so. I'm I'm not suggest like it's. I'm not suggesting Doug is is doing this to the front office, but it does seem that there's this disconnect between between either what the the intentions were and then what's happening in practice. In practice, meaning like in the games. I don't know what the deal. Like uh, those 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 first five series looked so bad. Mm-hmm. If you were ever like if it was a possibility that Jalen Hurts was going to come into the game to take over, that's when it would have happened, and that's when it should have happened because the defense was playing its balls off. Sorry, uh, it was zero zero. You know, you had we're you, past you, midnight here. You you can probably say that. Yeah. Okay, um, and like you want you want a spark. That was that was the chance, and I think you know I, I've I've said it all season that like the way that this season has turned out has called the Eagles bluff. On Jalen Hurts, like mm-hmm. every reasonable explanation you could have had for that pick, those reasons like have come up this year, and they're still not going to him. Yeah. Which tells you, a, it was a terrible choice from the start because this is what you would have drafted him for, and b, it, it tells you they weren't committed. Like they, no, I'm well, not going to say the they didn't just they. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, and but you know what is 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 thinking back, like, don't you didn't you remember Doug being like as excited about that pick as anybody on draft night? Uh, honestly, like, it was all, – all my questions were focused on Howie because he's, he's – yeah. you know, it was a value proposition at that point. Um, I didn't foresee it, it turning into what it has with Carson. So I, I didn't foresee it reaching the point where you'd be saying play Jalen Hurts. But maybe Howie did. Who knows? Um now, now, to get back to those early drives, and I'm not trying to pump a tweet that I had, but I, I looked this up during the game, and I'm not trying to knock uh, a fellow a fellow alumnus here, but uh, the Broncos, who did not have a quarterback, gained 26 yards on their first three drives versus the Saints. Go the Deeks. Saints defense, which is ranked number one in the NFL right now. Now, that's partly inflated by the way they played, by the game they played yesterday, but also uh, they've played well this season. The Eagles had negative five yards on their first three drives versus the 32nd ranked defense. Like that, like they, the, if, if, if they didn't have a quarterback out there, you know, they could have had more success against than than their franchise quarterback. It was, it could have been me also, but yeah, we have to get into that. But, uh, but, but also, as a coach, like your whole thing is, you script these are these these early drives, right? Right. That was horrible. It was it, it, by it was the Pathetic. second quarter. It was the second quarter before they had a first down. Late in the second quarter, it was embarrassing. And their first first down was Carson running twenty yards. Uh, like it wasn't even a play design. It was Carson right, running like twenty a, yards. Like a pinball just getting knocked yeah. around. Like I don't know. I feel I feel uh, I feel bad for Carson. You know, I don't know what what the explanation is for all but, of these things. All right, but I don't feel bad. Like he's he, he's complicit. Well, I mean, he's getting too. paid like he's, a million. He's getting no, paid no, no. All take the salary and, out of it because I I never like that argument. You know, it's 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 like you're you know he, he's he's paid what he's worth on the on the open market, right? That's what he was worth. But mm-hmm. but like I'm not absolving him from the way he plays. Like the, he's he's out there making some of these decisions. He's no for sure. Yeah. So I'm just like you know, is it you know. Did, is are there lingering effects from the clowny yeah. concussion? I don't know. Like I don't know either. We had we got a good email from a from a listener uh, to the Birds with Friends podcast at Gmail account, uh, wondering if if this is an effect of uh, Carson as a father, which I like that conspiracy theory. You know, your well, life, your, your perspective changes season. as yeah, a father. Yeah, story in the se- before the season about how his perspective changed and yeah, maybe football's you know, not everything. No, but he doesn't I, care I, about look, football anymore, which I look, respect. It, it's it's uh, uh, now. Unlike Bo, I say that it's it's 
it's very hard to, to play quarterback in the NFL. Like, mm. like not everyone can do it. And <laughs> and uh, and if if you are X percent, I don't know what that percent is, but X X percent either slower or or um, less athletic or less uh, less decisive because of these yeah, injuries. Or you just see a little bit less. Yeah. yeah, it could affect you exponentially, right? Um, so. I, it, it might be that I I don't know I, I've the 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 only other example I've seen of a quarterback who has just regressed like this was Robert Griffin the third and really uh, that was one year of RG three when he was outstanding and then he tore his ACL and he was never the same thereafter with Carson uh, it was more than 2017 like I thought he played well in 2018 and I thought he flashed. Uh, late last year in 2019, and 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 uh, and so the RG3 comp isn't even apt unless you're looking at it from the injury perspective. But you don't see a player who had his track record of production just like regress to this point. You see down years. I covered Eli uh, when he had a 25 interception season. Big flex, your boy. <laughs> Uh, no, he had a 25 interception season, and and like that was the, that was a bad year. But you could rationalize it by saying I think like 13 of those of those interceptions were. He was also always that bad. Yeah, but but Carson, like from where he was to where he is, uh, is uh, it's inexplicable. And I, I was gonna say I can't explain it, but that's probably covered by saying it's inexplicable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the other the other sort of angle. Of the Hertz thing that we haven't really, uh, I think, unpacked or, or at least mentioned as a possibility is that they'd love to go to him, but he stinks, and they or they think he stinks. Like he's been terrible it, in practice. It might be. Like it might that's be. a possibility, right? Like yes. If he, if he were good enough to think that he was going to be better than Wentz, you would think the coaches would put him on the field, right? So maybe he's. I mean, you know, maybe he's a gamer, but maybe he has been like really, really bad in practice. In which case. You know why is he up over Sudfeld to begin with? But well, yeah, that that's also a good point. So I think that's possible. Um, yeah, it stinks. The whole thing stinks. It's really bad, and it was embarrassing. And I think that if you uh, if you are in the camp where you want Jeffrey Lurie to completely clean house, um, and you know move on from both Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman, uh, tonight was probably. A step forward for you because uh, I think the narrative nationally has not focused on Howie Roseman as much. It's been more on Carson Wentz and uh, and Doug Peterson. But the broadcast tonight uh, put the put the onus squarely on the roster construction. And, and it might have had it, something to do with the broadcaster too. Well, you have to acknowledge the <laughs> yes. uh, you know there are, there is uh, you know Lewis Riddick and Howie Roseman are not sending each other holiday cards. But, uh, and I think it was funny because it it was actually it was more greasy who was saying it than than Riddick, which is like he's a good teammate. Like Riddick was like sliding these notes to him, and and Greasy would read them for him. Uh, but it's true. I mean, but you know, it they, is they, true. Yeah. they had these things. They had these things like you know prepped. Like oh, no Pro Bowlers, only one Pro Bowler drafted since 2013. Uh, you know all the receivers they passed on, and you know we've been talking about it. Those things are true. Uh, but I think it like if you are. If you want Jeffrey Lurie to be paying attention to those things, I think it matters that that, that happened on a national broadcast. And, you know, Jeffrey Lurie is not happy. This team has been an embarrassment. This it's like this team is is maybe the biggest joke in the NFL this year. The well, fact that I mean the Jets are the, the Jets. Yeah, but are. the Jets always suck. The like the, the Eagles the, the Look, the, I'm not defending the, the Eagles, but NFC. like what's happening with the Jets is is Sure. <laughs> but that's the Jets. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody expected, no one's surprised that the Jets are doing that. The Eagles, they have an opportunity in this terrible, terrible division. They're the one with the quarterback. They're the one with the coaching staff uh, w- without turnover. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they are yeah. the biggest joke in the league this year. And and you know, that's the kind of thing. Well, that they're would certainly make up Jeffrey there. Lurie. I mean, they're they're bad. There's there's Move no on. way to defend the way they're playing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think when you talk about Howie. I, I I thought Shield put it well in his article. No, 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 no. We like, we're not talking about that article. <laughs> well, all right. Well, they are they are they're 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 old. They're bad and they're expensive. 
Like the three, you know, if if you're one of those three, you can probably figure it out. Like there's ways out of it. If you're two of those three, it's tough. You know, you you need to be like perfect with your moves, basically. If you're three of those three, it's really but like it's it's an undesirable situation. And they're going to be expensive moving forward. Mm-hmm. They're going to be old moving mm-hmm. forward, no matter what moves they make this offseason. And you know, we'll see if they can not be bad, but that's mm-hmm. going to take some doing. Yeah, uh, and, and and look, that's that's a that's a reflection of the roster Howie built. And the question that it, I think it's it's a, it's a nuanced discussion, but you are going to have to to kind of separate the uh, the you know. What because what Howie built after when he came back and I don't want to say cleaning up Chip's mess, but essentially doing he was cleaning up Chip. I know you don't want to say it, but I'll say it. (laughs) No, and and he he was hot during the 2016 free agency, unbelievable 2017 free agency, unbelievable strokes Uh, of genius. But what he's done, yeah, but yeah, but uh, but, hit on everything. And then what he's done since then has has not been good. It's been bad. And uh, he, he's and the other thing, and, and we've pointed this out, is that when you trade your draft inventory, um, and you have limited draft inventory, yep. you need to be really good at, at at picking players. And they haven't spent their premium picks well. They haven't hit on late, but they, I mean, they've done. Look, they got my lot in the seventh round. He might be your left tackle, uh, but overall, like they, they just they haven't drafted well enough. The coaching staff hasn't developed well enough, and uh, yeah, so all that together is, is they are old, they are bad, and they're expensive. And, and and these contracts, like they get credit, or they've gotten credit in the, in the past for for being a shrewd team with the cap. Um, but when you keep kicking it down the can, like at the bill at comes some due. point, yeah, at, at some point you got to pay it, right? And so, uh, so. The the part of that is that the players you have is that the players the players you're paying have to play at a premium level, and their premium players are not playing at that point, and some of these other contracts are just really hurting them. So uh, it's it's hard to look at at, at the roster and have much optimism for what they are going forward, and so that that factors into the evaluation, and and, and I think. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie is going to have to say, is it the coaching? Is it the talent? Is it both? Um, and it's, it, it, I just think the way they're going, uh, this is gonna be a very busy January. And I actually think that bringing them both back, bringing Howie and Doug back, I think is a better move than just letting Doug go and bringing Howie back because of two reasons. If you are, if you are looking for a new head coach and keeping Howie, one, what kind of head coach wants to come into this atmosphere where you know that things have gotten, uh, I mean, ugly behind the scenes with the last two head coaches uh, that Howie has hired? You're going to let him hire his third head coach. I don't think you're going to attract the best candidates. Um, and I think that's a real concern. And two, more importantly, you are uh, this offseason – when they need to be thinking big picture, long term, you know, not doing more, uh, you know, restructuring of contracts where you're guaranteeing future years mm-hmm. and paying out bonuses. Like one of the one of the easiest ways they can create cap space this spring is by uh, restructuring Carson Wentz's deal and adding a guarantee onto mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing those things. You shouldn't be incentivizing. Uh, the person who is in charge of long-term decision-making to be thinking short-term. And if Howie Roseman thinks that his job is in jeopardy, that the, the incentives are completely wrong about, about what this offseason should be about. So, so go ahead. Well, so I'm, Which is, again, look, that's also an argument about bringing them both back. But Look, uh, I don't want to come off like I am defending Howie here um, because that's, that's not, it's not my intention. What I'm trying to do is provide insight for, for listeners – about some organizational thinking, and I, I know 
based on Jeffrey Lurie's public comments and and, sure. and conversations with him, that he doesn't view the personnel executive's role as just picking talent. He thinks the talent evaluation is just a part of that. That it's it's a it's it's a as she said that personnel executive role has has grown into something much larger, and the and the the organizational component. Is 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 something that he? That's really how he evaluates Howie. And he might say Howie uh, is creative and and has has certain qualities, but the problem is is the the personnel evaluation and they reshape the front office around Howie. It could be that I I I don't know what the answer is. I'm I'm just I'm just suggesting that Jeffrey's not just going to look at the draft records and, and say, like, that's the only thing that they judge Howie on. And I actually think that that is a, makes it a stronger case to get rid of Howie because the problems here are not just individual evaluations. The problem here is the big picture roster building philosophy where they keep bringing in mm-hmm. older players and kicking the can down the road, which I have been screaming about for the past yep. three years. Uh, that is the problem. You know, we know that Jeffrey Lurie is, is keeping score on the evaluation front, and I think there He's would be a, luminous notes. There would be a better case if, like, he could tell us that you know actually Howie was actually thinking that we should take you know DK Metcalf, or he was the one who actually you know he listened to the room, but his evaluation was better. You can sell us that if you know if that's the case, but you can't sell us that uh, you know his big picture philosophy of the roster here made sense because it didn't, and that's why they they are in this place. That's look and and if if that's the evaluation, then they absolutely need to make a change there because uh, it it starts with that big picture evaluation. Absolutely. I mean it's it's the same it's the same disease as trading a third round pick at yeah. the deadline for Golden Tate. It's this like if, well, if that's if that's the way that you are gonna that's your philosophy that eventually it's gonna come back to bite you. Yeah, I mean, I I think like I think that the the biggest issue with this team, it, it, well, with the front office because the coaching is a totally different matter, and there's a lot of issues there too, when and with the player development. But I they they pay lip service to this notion that they're honest with themselves, but I don't think they were honest with themselves uh, about the roster and about what it. worked, what what worked in 2017 and 2018. Well, in two thousand in, in in 2017, really, uh, because basically, like, they hit on stocks. They hit on lottery tickets, and they thought that they acted as, as if, like, they were the geniuses there, or, or it was the, the plan that, the strategy that was working, as opposed to they just hit on things, and, and, and sometimes you're going to miss on it. And since, and the rate at which they've missed on things, whether it's been contracts, whether it's been evaluations, whether it's been big picture strategy since that year is alarming. It really is alarming, and it's why we're talking here about a three seven and one team. Yeah, I mean, you make it. You probably make a deal with the devil. I want to be the one to deliver a Super Bowl to Philadelphia, and then you know everything after that goes wrong. You probably take that deal, right? Well, yeah, but. But that doesn't um, mean you get to be the you know. No, the, but the it's it's not mutually exclusive though. Yeah, like I that that deal with the devil talk because I don't think they sold out. Like that's the thing. I don't think. No, they sold I mean out. a literal. I mean a literal deal with the devil. No. Sure, I, I suppose you take one championship, right? But right, yeah. but again, like I'm, you know, I, I I try not to be reactionary. I, I I try to look at things with a with a clear mind. But the more evidence you get, the 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 uh the the better you can e- evaluate this and the evidence this year is alarming but i i feel bad i feel like we we've gotten away from the game and i've gotten more to this well, big picture that's stuff. the discussion i think people are okay. interested in and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free you see this a family watching baseball on direct tv with no satellite dish in sight let's heckle them you call that changing the channel choke up on the remote buddy i hope getting all these games on direct tv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds direct tv has the most mlb games call 1-800-DIRECT-TV Claim based on total games carried on sports networks sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package terms or restrictions apply
Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right, Zach, let's get to uh, the main event that I know everybody has been looking forward to. Uh, the results of this week's Swooper Storecasting. My three bets. Jalen Hurts is on the field for the Eagles' final snap of the game. Unfortunately, that one did not hit. I really thought there was a chance we might get that, but uh, alas. DK Metcalf scores exactly one touchdown. He dropped it in the end zone, so I don't get that. And the Eagles never have a lead in the game. Bingo, bango, bongo. One for, one turkey for me. Uh, Shield. Shield had four coming in. Richard Rodgers will lead the Eagles in receiving yards. Did he get it on the – no. Goddard led Goddard the Eagles led in it? receiving yard. Uh, with seven for 75, Dick Rod had three for 53, including the 33-yard touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson has more rushing yards than any Eagles player. Russell Wilson had 12 rushing yards. Uh, which was almost more than Miles Sanders, but Carson Wentz also had 42. Uh, K.J. Wright will blow up an Eagles screen pass. Uh, I do, that did not happen, but uh, just to double-check with Marissa, I know you were following this closely. I don't think that happened either. It did not happen. He had a, ba- <laughs> no. he had a pass batted at the, end zone, or at the line of scrimmage, but not a screen. And yeah. Russ has two or more 40-yard completions. He only had one. So no turkeys for Shield. Zach, you finally saved your turkeys this week. You had a, a season-high five bets on the docket. Let's see how they turned out. And the most They're turkeys all- left over, too, by the way. That's correct. Right? Because uh, we're, we're also building for the future here. We're not like the 2018 Eagles. That's right. You have 21 turkeys for next week. Uh, there are three or more different offensive line combinations. That one did not happen in this game. DK Metcalf. Now, Peters will- was not on the field at the end, but... I, uh, I actually didn't know that, so that's yeah. good for you. But I still think that would have only been yeah. two, right? I think okay. the other guys all played. Uh, DK Metcalf will have a touchdown of 40-plus yards. Did not happen. Uh, Jalen Hurts plays more than 10 snaps. You know, mm. you thought coming in that that might mm. happen. Didn't happen. The Eagles win the game. Didn't happen. But DK Metcalf sets a season high in yards. You nailed that. A career high. So okay. uh, a tie between you and I this week, you and me. Mm. I think we need a tiebreaker. Mm. We should have thought about it. I suppose. The person who has the most turkeys which... left, right? Or the person who's. Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. That's how you design if, the if, games. If, you bring if it anything, you no, if anything, it should be, you know, who had the fewer bets, who had a higher percentage of bets hit. <laughs> also, you rig it for you. either. Right. Yeah. Well, Marissa, you can. Well, if you're in the live chat, you're one of the real sickos who's in the live chat. Give us an idea for a tiebreaker. Otherwise, uh, Zach will get his. Uh, playing for a tie, uh, you know, his Doug Peterson memorial. Yeah. It's Sorry. like the Eagles. You could be, you know, you you each can have a tie. Now are the comments in the chat, by the way. We really should have had a, a tiebreaker. They're pretty depressing. Not going to lie. Totals are always going to be low. If people are watching us at one thirty a.m., we should make sure that we include them in the show. That's true. There's a lot of people. There's 208 people watching that. at one thirty in the morning. Marissa, feel Big free top. to jump in at any time if, yeah. if there's a, um, a comment that's worthwhile. I know people are, are worried about where's your mug tonight. Uh, I actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have it for these audio. Look listeners. at that. That's like it's a. Actually, it's like a pot. Actually, of, it's like a plant potter. Yeah, I picked the biggest one I could find. Smart. Nice. <laughs> on purpose. I already drank it though before the show Jeez. started. So. <laughs> It wasn't completely full. <laughs> but. Uh, I have a I have a take, Zach, an Eagles mm-hmm. take. Uh, maybe not a, a fully baked take, but uh, we've been we've been sort of preaching patience a little bit. I'm not so sure it's it's not evident already that Jalen Rager is not very good. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, like uh, I think it's early. <laughs> I think it's, it's early, early, but but he hasn't shown like that he can. He hasn't be, shown anything. He hasn't shown that he can be special. I'll put it that way. And Correct. if if you are if you're going out on the limb, and I, look, I'm going to respect 
that 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 Shield had had Rager above Jefferson. So yeah, this Shield also really liked Marquise Lee. So let's <laughs> let's calm but, down with his wide receiver takes. No, no, but I'm saying like so so reasonable minds can differ. But I think it's fair to say that that the overall uh, near consensus, but certainly the majority yes. of opinions, yes. was and as if if you saw the Minnesota Vikings draft room. Like they were right. You know, right. <laughs> they, you know, were, they, they didn't, yeah. they didn't need any room in that. Yeah. Night, that's for um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that it is clear that Justin Jefferson uh, is a, a high level NFL receiver. He's and you can't even say that like he's playing with Patrick Mahomes or, you know, or he's playing right. with this, this dynamic offense that showed, no, he's, he's playing with Kirk cousins in, in, in a run in, first offense. Yes. But he's making plays. He's making play. They they wanted the deep threat. Justin Jefferson has has been like as good a deep threat as, as there's been in the NFL this year, outside of Tyreek right. Hill, obviously. Uh, they think he's he's slot only. Look at the production he's getting on the outside this year, and um, uh, like they they were worried about the fit in the offense. They can't get Jalen Rager to fit in their offense. Like they right. they don't know how to play Rager right now. It's 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 baffling to watch. It's crazy. And what I think is what I think is concerning for Rager's future is that they they drafted Rager over Jefferson because they thought he was a a more dynamic athlete. And he doesn't look like a special athlete on the field to me. No. He's not running away from people, he's not making people miss. You know, maybe they're maybe they're, you know, generally speaking, receivers take time. You know, like Devontae Adams was bad as a rookie. Uh the, the the timetable has been accelerated uh, in recent years as as guys are being better early but you know obviously there's a lot of his career left but I am uh I would say wary of of uh, what we've seen from him so far I think there's a chance that you know this is as much of a punchline of a mm-hmm. draft day decision as Arthago White said over Metcalf at some point Maybe well, not much. Not yeah, as much. Yeah, the Arthago Whiteside over Metcalf one, as, as as we've discussed, that looks bad. But it's it's different because a lot of teams passed on 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 Metcalf, and the complicating factor there was the injury. Now that being said, if you go back and you read the transcript, the first question Howie Roseman got, or one of the first questions Howie Roseman got, was um, it you? Uh, that's immaterial to the conversation. Oh, but, oh but, uh, big whiff. But that you took JJ at the, I think a white side over some of these other receivers on the board at the time, right? Uh, now it wasn't just Metcalf I was referring to. Paris Campbell was uh, one of them, I, mm. I, I believe. But it was it was that like it was it was considered I don't want to say a, a reach, but a bit of a stretch, right? To go with our I think a white side there, uh, and. Yeah, a, but you have to remember that people around the league were texting Howie what a great <laughs> yeah, pick that was yeah. after it was made, and, and and after the Ravens preseason game, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 look, you know when when, but I I think this year is more egregious because of where they were picking, right? Because it seemed like an obvious pick, and because of the importance of that pick, like they telegraphed the fact. That they were picking a wide receiver in the first round. Right. It it's it's similar. Uh, the value is different, but it's 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 similar to like the the Bears taking Trubisky where they did over the other guys on the board. Like you you had the other options there, right? Like you specifically right. chose. I think it's worse over these other options. It's definitely. Not I mean, worse. it's not it's not wor- yeah. it's not worse. <laughs> the Bears traded Deshaun up one and... spot to take. Trubisky. I know. Yeah. But but it, that but... was that was close to consensus. I mean, consensus was yeah. dumb. But yeah. like Trubisky yeah. was for whatever reason rated yeah. higher. But like yeah, sure. Mahomes was everybody missed on Mahomes except but, for the Chiefs. Yeah, and and then there's all these stories that like everyone else wanted Mahomes. Right? Yeah, of course they did. But but uh but 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 no, like the the Eagles. We talked about it all off season. This was the wide receiver draft. They needed to cut. You know, they were waiting for the draft. They needed to hit on that pick. They put themselves on on the on a limb. You know, or yeah. Right. We know better than you. Exactly, and the I, I I don't want this to be old takes exposed. Like there is, you know, there is a chance, but Justin Jefferson looks so much better, and not just Justin Jefferson, by the way. Like T Higgins has produced at a high level. Yep. I'm not gonna hold Chase Claypool against them. Like that was you know 30 picks later or whatever, but um, 
But yeah. when all these rookie wide receivers are are producing, and and by the way, it, if 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 I hear the Eagles talk about like um, you know we're not using it as an excuse, but they didn't have an off season, right? Or Jalen Hurts still needs to learn the playbook, right? Yeah, come like, on. And also, like, like Justin yeah. Herbert is, and Joe, you know, Joe, like all Amen. these rookies elsewhere are producing right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. If if these guys aren't ready to perform right now, then that says something of either about your coaching or about your playbook. And also, by the way, the way they built the roster for this season, they needed Jalen Rager to be exactly playable right away. They didn't draft him to be like, we're going to give you some time to develop, and you know, we'll, we'll check back in with you in 2021. They built the roster with a hole at receiver entering yep. the draft needing that needed to be filled by Jalen Rager. So, and we called this by the way because their rebuttal to that was, well, no, we have Deshaun, and like, if yeah, if, if you agree. didn't expect this situation with Deshaun, then you were fooling yourselves, right? Correct. And um, Alshon. Yeah, I, I mean, which they didn't that, expect because they kept him on the roster, and that was dumb. He's coming exactly. off of Liz Frank. So, so this is I. I, I mean, this has been uh, it. I, I don't use this word lightly. This has been an egregious, like, mishandling of the roster. I can't believe that the coaching staff watched the Alshon Jeffrey quote-unquote jump for that interception at the end of the Browns game last week and decided, you know what? We need to make sure this guy gets on the field more. That was also, insane. And, he, and, played, and, he played over 50% of the snaps. And to your point, that's insane. And, and to your point, I don't know how you can watch those four games that that uh, Travis right? had and deduce he needs to play less. He needs to play less. And we're like, not even when he's on the field. We're not. He's like, not exactly. We're not, we're not. You know, game planning for him. Like get him the ball. It is staggering to me. It is staggering to me that where they were at the bye week, like this is where they are now. Right? It's crazy. They've backslid. It's the same thing that I said when they released Casey Tuhill. They're not they're not watching the same stuff as the rest of us. They're delusional. Or they just think they're smarter than everyone else. I right? Yes. Um or it's crazy. Or it's just it's yeah, I I I can't explain it. But I I can't believe we got we still got it right. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the guns of the defense. Um Yeah, we should talk about Slay. Shield, I, give me a, give me a break. You're so fired up about Shields. He's he's sleeping in his uh, Russell Wilson pajamas. Shields' output is outstanding, by the way. Like he's he he doesn't need you gassing him up. He's hitting home runs on the Wentz piece. Yeah, well that's true. He's sleeping sound. He doesn't need you. Yeah, Uh, I'm just envious of his home runs. Um, But I I I feel like we pitched it to Marissa for for comments, and then we just totally changed the subject. We should see what our 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 viewers are saying. Um, well, Terry said fewest turkeys used on the correct answers should be tiebreaker. So mm. I don't remember exactly how many turkeys were wagered. Bo's thinking um, in his head if, if, if that means I'm, he I'm won or not. I'm trying to go back. I actually, I actually think that would we mean Zach back. won, I but, back, uh, but I don't, I don't accept that as the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was pretty. Uh, I think the only fair thing to do. I don't do, know the answer. I think the only fair thing to do is to make this week a tie because we hadn't set it up ahead of time, and then okay. moving forward, we have to we have to decide what the tiebreaker is. So a one time only tie. Okay. So we get a excuse me, we get a half a point. Yeah, you're on the board. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it. With 21 turkeys for next week, so. Mm, there you go. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, all right, let's talk about the defense because, you know, we, the, the, the on-field action uh, can get lost when, when a season is so disastrous, and we'll get to slay. But before we do that, like, everybody else on the defense, you know, played their, uh, played their nuts off. I thought they were really good tonight. Part of that is the way that the the Seahawks, uh, you know, ran their offense, uh, you know, running the ball and, and some of that misdirection stuff. But they played really great. They played inspired. Uh, you know, it seemed in the beginning like I thought they were going to get out of hand a little bit with some of the, the pushing and shoving. But that goal line stand at the start uh, of the game on that first possession, I thought, you know, gave them a lot of juice. And they played great. They played a game that, you know, in average offensive output, they win this game. I thought Excuse the offense me. let them down. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was no. the only – I thought the defensive performance tonight was the uh, the best single performance by an Eagles unit this season. I mean, considering who they were playing, yes. I, I would agree. Right. But they allowed – I mean, they allowed DK Metcalf to get 170 yards, so you can't let them yeah. off the hook there, you know? No, they're not off the and, hook. Yeah, and – uh you know, and and look, the yeah, the offense really didn't help them out. I, I thought a critical juncture was, uh, you know, we didn't even get into the fourth down decisions here, but it, I, I thought it was the right decision to go for the fourth and two at the forty-eight. Uh, but just a, a, you know, it was batted down. Since yeah. now the defense has has the short field. At that point, it was it was what uh it was fourteen six or or, or it, it was seventeen six. No, it was fourteen six. I believe. Um, I would have to look that up. I think but, it might have been. I think it might have been seventeen nine at that point. No. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That's what it was. Seventeen nine. Yes. Thank you. It was still. So it was. A, it was a once. It was a one possession game, and uh, and the offense gives them the ball at the forty eight and first play. And that's it was. And, and and they hit DK down the left sideline. And I actually thought that was one where like Slay couldn't have played that much better. But right. uh, but. But Metcalf made a play on the ball. Do you want to share what Slay and, said yes. after the game? Yeah. Oh well, I was going to say first what DK Metcalf said after the game. Okay. He said yeah. that Jim Schwartz told him that uh, you know I was with Calvin Johnson in Detroit, and you're no Calvin Johnson, and that motivated him. Uh, and apparently, that was you know at least a a willful misunderstanding by Metcalf because Schwartz um, explained through through back channels that what actually happened was he he told him before the game, you know. I think you're great. You know, I coach Calvin. You're, you know, the best I've seen since him, or something like that. And then after the game, he said something like, "We're trying to be complimentary, uh, like you know, you're no Calvin, but you're you're the closest thing, or whatever." So, I don't know. You got you got to use whatever you can yeah. as motivation, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought quickly on the fourth down decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people were questioning the decision Doug made to go for it on fourth and four instead of kicking a field goal to go down eight. I thought that was easily the right move. Um, and I thought going forward on fourth and two down eight was actually a little bit more risky, even though it was shorter, um, given how well the defense was playing. I thought if I was only going to go for one of them, it would have been the one at the end of the game. But anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, I, as- I, I thought the four, like I'm usually in favor of, of going for the first, of keeping your offense on the, on the field trying to get the touchdown. I thought where they were on 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 the field um uh like they they weren't close they, you know they weren't in a goal to go situation. Uh I I thought that they're still I don't know what the, what the probability is, but you still might end that drive with a field goal, right? So, uh I I viewed that a little differently. I, I could make the argument either way. I probably would have kicked it just to make sure that you know you're you have a one possession game, and I make sure to differentiate between one possession game and one score game because when you yeah, need eight and seven is big difference. Exactly, you know you, you you still need to score twice there, so it's 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 different, but it's one possession, and I think that uh, I I probably would have kicked the field goal there. I liked the fourth and two going for it. I just thought like it was such a now I I think KJ Wright made a great play, but still it was You're calling a play for your best player for Dick Rod. Yeah, I mean your your fourth and two play is a is a pass to Richard Rodgers in the flat. Like, come for on for three yards. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Pretty uninspired. Yeah. Um. So Darius Slay, 
after the game, uh, had a press conference. He sort of owned the performance, said it was the worst game of his career. Uh, you know, he lost all these 50-50 balls. He apologized to the, uh, you know, the rest of the defense, said, said he, you know, it was his fault they lost. You know, I like a guy taking ownership, mm-hmm. um, but that's what he was brought here for. It's, you know, to, yeah. to, to not get torched for 170 yards by DK Metcalf. That's, that's basically how they built the entire defense. And, you know, it didn't work. No, you're, you're, <coughs> excuse me, you're, you're, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you are absolutely right. Um, I got to say, you're having, you've got good energy for 145 in the morning. You're usually dragging by now. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I made a deliberate, um, I, I told myself before, I got to bring it. I'm not going to complain. This is the last night game of the year. Uh, okay. so we're not going to be in this situation again. Like, I, I don't think. Marissa just, flexing. just looked up like, like she was thanking the heavens <laughs> yeah. that this was the uh, last night game. Yeah. They're not going to be flexed. <laughs> not the my last night game. I got a, I got a Browns Monday night game in two weeks. Oh, uh, okay. Week. Yeah. Um. Sorry to hear that, but the Browns are at least <laughs> at least better to watch, right? Um, yeah, they're yeah. a finally you know, an interesting yeah. team. Good offensive line, though. Yeah, deep, like total, <laughs> uh, yeah, deep offensive line. Um, but 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 no, I I, I look at it like uh, you know I, I wanted to bring the energy, and I, I thought this was an important podcast, and especially you dressed uh, up for it. No, this is what I wore. I, I rushed back from the game. This is what I was wearing for the game. I like, know. Like I I. I, I Came into my house mid press conference, so I, I literally haven't taken my my jacket off. Pants. Oh, but uh, <laughs> my pants are on. Yes. <laughs> Please don't make that a drop. <laughs> um, but no uh, and also, I I feel indebted to uh, our YouTube viewers. Like I appreciate all our listeners, but if if you are watching this mm, at one forty five in the sick. morning. When, what's that? They said the sickest of the sick. No, for well, like in a like good three, sense, yeah, a three seven and one team, and you're watching us at one forty seven a.m. I owe it to you to give you my best effort. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the meme, you know, the the guy, the guy on the outside of the window, like you know, yes, yeah, yes, hi, like those are the YouTube commenters at two in the morning <laughs> after a three seven and one Eagles loss, embarrassing on national TV. Um, well, good good on you, Zach. I think you look good. I think you look good. You play good. Uh, thank you, Bo. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, on Slay. Mm-hmm. You know. He's played well this year, but this is, like, he's played this fine. is the game you need him for. Right? Yeah, this is... he's, he hasn't played. It's not like he has, um, you know, he hasn't played to the level of what they asked him to do when they trade a third and a fifth and pay him all this money, you know. These are the games that you pay him for, and he gave up 175 yards. Also, I, I thought it was interesting. Jim Schwartz said earlier this week when he was talking about when he was talking about this matchup, he said, uh, "You know, Slay's played well against these type of receivers, like right. AJ Green. You know, who, who's like <laughs> yeah. having a a down year altogether, right? Um, and you know, when you think about Amari Cooper, they played Amari Cooper with Ben DiNucci in the lineup. Um, you, think of, you think about Terry McLaurin. Oh. You know they played Terry McLaurin with uh, with Dwayne Haskins, like that was early in the year. Um, so he hasn't really played these these uh, these well, like, you know dynamic gonna, outside receivers. He's going to get Devontae Adams next week, so you know let's see if he has another. Yeah, that's if he, if he gets torched again by Devontae Adams, like yeah, the entire um, again the entire roster building philosophy. I feel like uh, you know it's hard to disentangle. Darius Slay getting torched from by DK Metcalf from you know the front office. But I I will say that uh, that there were plays when you now you watched the TV copy, so I, I so you actually uh, saw these plays better than I did, you know, because I'm, I'm I'm seeing it from a distance. But there were plays I like when, your angle better when at least from from my angle it seemed like Slay couldn't have played them much better. It was just maybe he comes down with the ball, but but like he was all over him. Um and some and, of them. Yeah, not all of them. Not the fifty-two yarder. He lost. He, you know, he lost him. Yeah, that was you know. But but then you watch, you watch Metcalf did that against Patrick Peterson a few weeks ago. But then Jalen Ramsey played real well against Metcalf, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was gonna say like give credit to Metcalf. He's one of the best in the NFL, and he is. But uh, they needed. You yeah, know, I mean, he's he is he is the best or second best receiver in the NFL, probably. It's him and Devontae Adams. So you know, a yeah. tough slate for Darius Slay. He's awesome. He's he's unstoppable. 
but that's what Darius Slay is here for. Um, and it's it's not like it doesn't seem like it's asking too much to you know not surrender his career high. Hmm. You know, you give up you know eighty yards or something like that, you call out a win. Um, now it's not like you know. It, yeah, I w- boy was I wrong about what the game plan here was going to be because I thought they were going to you, you know throw to Tyler Lockett on Avante Maddox and uh, you know that was that was barely a part of the game plan. Yeah. Avante got called for a tough uh, pass interference call, which I thought was was pretty ticky tack. Three catches for twenty three yards for Tyler Lockett, so you know I was pretty wrong about that. But I mean Metcalf's a stud; you tip your hat. But this is this is what the defense was built for. Agree with you. Agree with you. We're an hour deep. We we both have uh, writing, so I. It, what are you going to write about? I'm going to write about Jalen Hurts, but uh, you know it's 2 a.m. and um, it's almost 2 a.m. I'm gonna hoping to be finished by four, four thirty. Uh, so flex. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm saying like unless there's anything pertinent, let's 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 get to the wrap up of the show. Is that fair, Marissa? Like, I, I don't mean to be rude, but but we've already devoted an hour to this. We're going to be back in like 36 hours with Shiel, uh because this is a Monday game. If he, yeah, if he decides. This is a Monday game. We're, it's show. Tuesday morning. So, uh, if, yeah, we we do this show Wednesday. Um, is there anything? I, I know you want to talk about the TV copy. Is it how, was the, how was the, uh, the game? How was the press box tonight? It was fine. It was normal. I mean, it, it's it's not no fans again. Yeah, right? no fans, and and um, and it's it's not like a normal um year. You know, like you're not talking to the people, uh, uh, not talking to the people around you, not really having conversations. I had at one point, <laughs> I had the triple mask going. Uh, <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, respect. Uh, yeah, just really trying to be safe there. All the same. No, because uh, I brought my own mask. Okay. And BYOM. Yeah, but but they make you wear the uh, paper mask has to be on the outside. Right. Right. Um, so. And then uh, did you go another paper mask? On yeah. The so yeah, yeah. But then that I was getting. That. But but that was getting a little thick there, right? So okay. so like uh, I went double mask. All for, that thickness. Yeah, I, I went double mask. But um, no, it was it's it was a normal 2020 game. But I'm looking forward to. This time next year, and uh, when you and I are sitting next to each other in the press box, and we can have conversations during the game, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any at any cackles tonight. I think I had a couple, maybe some Wentz throws. Um, wake up the kids? No. Oh, and and some of the Miles Sanders drops, I thought made me laugh because it's just it's comical it's at this ridiculous, point. Like they yeah. can't just they just can't <laughs> complete a single three yard pass. Uh, you know what was the refs were really bad in this game. There were some dumb calls. Uh, I know you don't. I know you want to get going, but you know, I'm just trying yeah. to check our boxes. I, yeah, I would need to think about that. But um, sure. Yeah, there were some. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought the Eagles were the beneficiary. I didn't think that Wentz pass uh, reached the line of scrimmage. And yeah, that was a bad on call. That drive. So, but yeah. but they also even though even though they called the grounding on uh, Russell Wilson the, the one before. Should have been grounding when instead they called a penalty on Slay, which mm-hmm. was uh, a Garbanzo Beans call. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm screwed because I'm already tired. Yeah, but um, I'm trying. To, we're all we're all in this together, the three of us, not Shield. <laughs> Shield's comms already the, up there, and the chat on YouTube watching. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, and the, the two hundreds of you uh, watching. Yeah. On YouTube, Marissa. And, like Marissa, by the way, Marissa is she's like the biggest trooper of all here. It's two a.m. She's yeah. here producing the show, and and she's got a, yeah. So so she's got to take all our audio afterwards. I I you know needed a full breakdown after that game because it was hard. <laughs> Did to you watch, get a nap so. today? No, um, mm. I laid down for a little bit, but I never fell asleep. So mm. it's okay. That's tough. Zach, you get a nap? Through. No, I'm not a napper. So you're not a you, napper. Bo? I did get I a nap. It was fantastic. Oh. Yeah, it was up early. I mean, you're and... not a napper. You gotta you gotta add that to your repertoire. It's an yeah, important uh, part of it. I'm not good at like at, at like turning off, number one. And mm. me too, Zach. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, but in how are you games, at turning off? Very hard for me to put my phone down. <laughs> and, and and night games are really difficult for me because I'm I'm like just waiting all day. Right. Like I you know, it's <laughs> Yeah, I can it, see that. If it was up to me, uh it Every game would be like the London game, and they would kick off at nine a.m. 
but it's well, not ready, I'm there. With the with the someone made a joke in the comments when I said, "Oh, I got a brownscape at a night game," and they said, "Don't worry, so that one won't be rescheduled for a Friday morning." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. So, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, we will be back at some point on Wednesday, I assume. The Eagles prepare now for a with game Slugger the Shield Capadia. Yeah, debatable. Debatable. We don't know that. He might He might be moving on. Who's to say? Uh, and again, don't read his piece until he does appear on the podcast. <laughs> Definitely again. read his piece. It's a good piece. Uh, Zach and I will have stories up in the morning. Yes. You should read those. Read, please read those. Uh, and uh, Shields will be linked in those, but don't click those links. And 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 by the way, read Bo's 2021 depth chart because I, I think uh, that's more pertinent after, after tonight. That appeared. Uh, that yeah, dropped I think it was morning. just as pertinent today. They were never going to win this game. But yeah, yeah. But, your point is taken. Yes. Yeah, read it. Go ahead, please. Uh, okay. And remember, you can subscribe still for a dollar a month at theathletic.com slash birds with friends. So go on and do that. Uh, we'll be back. We'll talk to you. The Eagles are terrible. You already knew that. Maybe tonight was a step forward for, uh, you know, sweeping change. We'll find out. Oh, by the way, just I know I do, this, I do this all the time, but we didn't talk about it. I mean, Dick Rod should go to the Pro Bowl. I think that's the honor that this Eagles team deserves. One single Pro Bowler, Dick Rod. There's no Pro Bowl this year, though. Yeah, but they still so get, he would the, just get the honors. Still get the honors, get the yeah. honors yeah. Him, and, him and Brandon Graham. Those two should go. Okay. All right. So for Shield, eh, forget about Shield. For Zach and Marissa, I'm Bo. And as always, thanks for listening. We love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.